Hello and welcome back to Much Do About Rugby. Uh, this is episode 14. Uh, this time, no Tedder, uh, just myself and Mackie. Um, but yeah, Mackie, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty pleased that uh, Ed's not here, you know. She's <laughs> always... Nah, it's quite weird that you're doing the intro, so... <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, bit nerve-wracking, to be fair. It's a bit... <laughs> Absolutely maybe breaking Ed, it. Yeah, Ed can stick to doing the intro when he's back. Um, yeah, Ed's uh, having a nice time in Corn Dank, um, I think. Mm. So we're just going to chat a bit about some rugby, just me and Mackie. Um talk a bit about the Super Rugby and then go on a bit of Premiership because the Prem started again. How gassed are you yeah. about that, Matthew? Yeah, I was extremely gassed. I mean, we'll, we'll go into more detail on it about kind of average games, to be fair, but I'm pleased it's back and not just Super Rugby. Although it's a bit weird because Super Rugby, they were playing to empty stadiums this week, weren't they? What, the Super Rugby were? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or like the last game got cancelled of Super Rugby, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, because I think Auckland went into lockdown, so they didn't play their game, which is annoying, because that is literally like the best game, like Blues versus Crusaders in Auckland. Was it? Was mad. Yeah, yeah, it was at Eden Park, I think it was sold out as well, sold out like quite a while ago, like like a few days before the game, sold out, which is pretty good, but mm. yeah, um, what did you make of the whole Super Rugby, um, as that was your first like full tournament you followed, mm. I guess? Yeah, to be fair, I petered off a bit towards the end after the Crusaders won. But no, to be fair, I did really enjoy it. I think, like like you say, I, I had never really watched Super Rugby before. I dipped in and out just to sort of take a look at it and see what it's like. Um, but I think the, the the format in the in the original way, I mean, without Super Rugby, I sort of didn't really appeal to me that much. Um, I don't know why. It just kind of was just like, what the hell? What was so, it? The like how they used to have, yeah, yeah. The top, to me, the top that person was, conference goes into the table. Yeah, I didn't really understand how that worked. To be honest, like I found it just a bit. Like I'd turn on random matches, right, and then it'd just be like an empty crowd in some South African stadium. And it'd be just like, this is lame. Why am I watching this? So I know that like, just because I know like two players and up on the pitch, like, I'm not just going to watch that. But um, obviously that wasn't the case for for Super Rugby Aotearoa because like they absolutely packed out the stadiums, which was pretty sick. And they have a load of sick players as well. Um, so now I'd say like I did, I I've really enjoyed it. To be fair, I think as much as you guys uh, gas it up a lot, the sound of rugby is good and it is exciting to watch. I think. Um, but yeah, I don't know. How have you, how have you found it compared to like? Because obviously you've watched Super Rugby a lot. Like, how have you found this tournament compared to the other ones? Uh, well, yeah, just. I think because obviously I think New Zealand rugby is probably the most interesting out of like the South African um, and Australian. So usually with like when I've been following it previously, like because obviously when we were in um, school, like me and Ted, would watch the game, like all the most of the games on the TV, like all, like all the different sides. But then because we had Sky Sports there, whereas when I got to uni, I just really watched the highlights of the uh, New Zealand teams. Just because I don't know, they're a lot more interesting. Know a lot more of the players. I think that is the main thing, like knowing the players. Um, mm. But yeah, I think especially yeah, when the New Zealand players, like I think the team, the other than the Highlanders, I don't really know many of their players at all. To be honest, mm. um, obviously got Aaron Smith and I don't know some other guys. But um, <laughs> yeah. but like the other teams are actually quite interesting. Like got quite a lot of interesting players. But yeah, really enjoyed watching. The Blues and the Crusaders definitely. Crusaders mm. are just way too good. Literally, their backline is just unreal, mate. 
Yeah, they're good. They surprised me about how I'd heard, obviously heard that they were sick, but I didn't realize they'd be that good. But the thing is, I think I think we did it in a good way. Like for people who are listening that have not really watched much Super Rugby before, I was quite apprehensive about it. But I think because like for the first two weekends, I watched like every single match all the way through, (laughs) um, and I guess like that kind of allowed me to get to know more of the players. Um, and I actually kind of knew players that didn't play for New Zealand, whereas at the start I only knew players that had actually represented New Zealand before. So it's kind of just I was only watching for those internationals. But then, like after There's I sort of, com- really sick yeah, player. exactly. After I'd like committed to it enough, I was kind of a bit more interested in watching the games, not just to watch the New Zealand internationals, but also to watch the teams and other players who I know are sick but don't play for New Zealand. Um, which I think is quite cool, and now I, I I think it's improved. Like my rugby knowledge in general was far better as a result of it, because I was obviously really naive to to like Southern Hemisphere rugby before, because I literally just watch English uh, Pro Fourteen and and uh, Pro Twelve and Top Fourteen rugby quite a lot. Um, but yeah, anyway, stand standout players for you. Obviously, Richie Mwangi here, literally unreal. Yeah. He literally just yeah, he's definitely like actually. Let's do let's do. Who is your Okay, let's say who's your best back, who's your best forward, and who's your best, like, who's your breakthrough player? Oh, yeah, that's quite a good way. Or, like, you say, when you say best, do you mean, like, favourite or just, like, who well, like, we think was the who best? Who do you think, yeah, yeah, who do you think, like, performed the best over the whole of Super Rugby? That's yeah, I, I think Richard Mwongo, definitely the best back. He was literally unreal. Like, reckon? he was actually just way too, mate, he was insane. Like, he's not, definitely, uh, like... Not... Not, not Geordie. Who. Thought Geordie was really good. He, um, yeah, I think he's still like getting like into his like. I think because Geordie's still quite young, like he's still like getting better and better. Mm. I don't think he's really hit like his prime. Where I think Mwanga is really getting into his like getting better every season. Like, but at his like really top level, um, like he's really like. I would definitely pick Mwanga over Barrett at All Blacks ten now. Mm. I feel like uh, I don't know about like we're talking about Bowden here. Uh, I I was really underwhelmed overall by his his performance. So I think like I remember watching the first the first few games he played. I kind of was like oh like the way he kicked was he kicked so so well, but he didn't do anything like massively outstanding that I would expect him to do. And yeah. I I don't know whether that's because he was playing he played at fifteen. Um, or because I don't know, like maybe the opportunities weren't there really for him to do that. But I don't know. Maybe I think I prefer him at ten, based on like he's had a run of games at fifteen, and I didn't see anything like spectacular. Not like his like if you look at his Canes highlights from from this, the prior few seasons, oh, they've yeah. been insane. He's mad. And I just don't feel like I don't know. Maybe maybe I didn't watch enough of it towards the end, but I don't feel like he did anything like crazy like that. Or like had some mad skills and completely changed the game or something. Yeah, no, I definitely feel Barrett uh, Bodie. He was definitely uh, they at Canes. He was just like played ten. He was literally the like main man. Um, like everything went through him. Whereas I think when you're playing fifteen, it's a bit more of a different position because you're less in control of the game than you would be at ten, I guess. Whereas he was literally like mm. pulling all the strings at Canes, like doing everything like that. He's like. So I think it was, yeah, definitely different. But yeah, I think he was like more of like a reliable, like solid player. That like rather than um, rather than yeah, 
just like the standout flair player just making unreal like get breaks and stuff like that, which mm. I don't know. I guess maybe that's just why like do the you coach's think it's decision. Diff- what, why do you think, do you think it's purely because he's been playing at 15 or like, because if you look at the back line around him, right, I know you, you mentioned when he was at Canes, he was obviously like their standout flair player, but obviously at Blues, like he's got, like a crazy backline with him, but then again, even for the All Blacks, he's got a pretty sick backline with him, obviously, and he still yeah. like plays insanely well, um, better than he has. So it's a bit, I don't, I'm a bit confused by it, really. It, yeah, it could just be down to coaching, to be honest. But yeah, mm. I think, um, I think, yeah, I think because they had um, Otero Black, um, I don't know who yeah. else they had, but yeah, I think they they obviously the uh, TJ coach and uh, TJ Farney and. Um, What's his name? Rico Yuani in the centres. And then the, even the wingers were like mad. They had... Um, what Caleb names? Clark and Mark Talia. Yeah, who <laughs> were both sick. Yeah. The, Mark Talia, he, he, he was really good. He calmed down a bit towards the end, but Caleb mm. Clark was sick. Like I think before the Super Rugby stopped, in, in uh, before COVID and stuff, he was like really... like He's insane, but... He's definitely a player to watch, to be fair, because obviously... Mark Taylor. Yeah, Mark Taylor, Caleb Clark, both of them really good. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, it was really, I actually really enjoyed watching Rico at centre as well. Uh, I think he's got quite a lot of slack um, for, for like not being good enough defensively at centre. Mm, I'm not utterly but, convinced by him defensively. Yeah, but his, his, attacking his attacking is insane. Is insane. He is so yeah. good in attack, like both in centre and wing. So I definitely want mm. to see him back in the All Black squad. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, back to the main thing. Uh, that's we went off a bit <laughs> of a tangent there. But yeah, Moanga stand out back. What about so so a hundred percent not Geordie, or what about um what about Aaron Smith? I don't know. Ar- yeah, Aaron Smith was really good as well. But yeah, I think Moanga just so he he literally made so many he scores tries, he makes meters, he's sick in support. If you would watch the games, he's always there support in support, um, not following up after he, he like passes on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um yeah, it's kicking can be a bit inconsistent, but mm. obviously that's something to work on. But he's he's just so creatively he's just mad. At the yeah. moment, he's mad. Okay. He's mad. So we're comfortable with Moanga as the as the top performing back of Who of would you who 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 would you have said? It's, oh, I mean, I love him? Aaron Smith, so... Yeah, you love I was about to say, you were absolutely loving him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think, like, the Highlanders ended up doing decently well, right? Where did they come overall? Uh, I'm not sure. They beat the Canes. Second or third. Yeah. I think it was second or third. Anyway, he, like, the way, like, he manages that team and, like, if they didn't have him at, at, at nine, I just think they would be, like, far... Like, they're so reliant on him. And the games I watched, he would—he literally single-handedly would win them the game. Not through, like, direct tries, but if you... Because, like, obviously, I started... I played nine in the last, like, couple of years. So, it, it's something I look Happy. out for a lot. <laughs> it's something I look out at a lot more. Like, how 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 to manage games and, and how halfbacks do it. And, I don't know, compared to any others, like, he just... Like, they rely on him so much to do that. So, I'd say him. But I think, obviously, Richie Mawang is a, f- a fair shout. So, I reckon we stick with him. Um, but, yeah, best forward? Uh, best forward? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll quickly say this. Yeah, Richie Mawanga, just he had just such... Yeah. A, I think he had just such a big impact. He was just... He was just... Every game, he was just so, obviously, like, standout player, I feel. 
where obviously Aaron Smith, like at nine, you can only have so much of an impact, I feel. I don't know. I feel more and more. But yeah, Aaron Smith, definitely the best nine in the world. Mm. Yeah, and, um, sure. Well, did you see did you Aaron, do you see Aaron Smith was like gassing up? Do you see the tweet he made about DuPont? Yeah, Dupont? yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. I saw he, it. As, he, as he gassed him. <laughs> yeah. What did he say? He said Beth Nord- was it like best Northern Hemisphere nine or something? Or like yeah, best other nine like in that. the world? And he said Antoine Dupont, which I 100% agree with. Him or Faf, I think a close second. But, yeah, we've got some good nines out there. I like I like Dupont, to be fair. None, in, like none in England, unfortunately. We need a good nine, badly. Yeah, <laughs> so badly. Ben, ben Spencer. Ben Spencer, I think, could be the, could be a next incredible. Anyway, we'll get on to that a bit later. Yeah, yeah. But best forward. Best forward. I don't know. Who would you say for best forward? Um, I'd probably say like, well, okay, I I would say um Hoskins, but I think he's breakthrough player. Hmm. Interesting. I'll I would just choose say, someone else for breakthrough player. Okay, should we start with breakthrough player then? <laughs> no, nah, let's do says... forward first. Let's do forward first. Let's decide on our forward first. Okay. Um, then I'm not. Oh, I don't know. Then I think who did the, who did the Crusaders have? Who have they? Who have they had? Uh, depends what position. Cody Taylor. He was pretty good. Solid. Mm. Solid captain as well. I think he, he. Yeah, he's solid. Shannon Frizzell for a Highlanders. He actually. He was pretty good. Like he uh, always stood out for the Highlanders. He, he seemed to score quite a bit. Um, don't know if he's got many caps to the All Blacks, but maybe. I'm sure, there must be like a standout. Dalton Papali, he was sick. Yeah, I but was he's thinking about come Papali. out of nowhere. So um, I thought he was actually really good back row. Uh, who else? Akira Iwani. Mm, he was good. There are lots of really good players. You What's know. his I, name? I Blake Blake Gibson, is that his name? Yeah, the Blues guy. I'm trying He's to think of who else. Sick. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, really. To be fair, sick. mate, I'd, I think I'd actually say Hoskins at two. He, yeah, I think he got injured towards the end. Oh, did he? But he, I mean, he I was yeah, he towards the end. Yeah, he did get. In. That's why Kira Yuani was playing at eight, I think, towards the end. But he was really oh, good as well. Really? Yeah, Patrick Tuivasa. He was sick. He was actually yeah, sick. Yeah, Tuivasa. He was what really about, good. Uh, what Ardy? Mm, yeah, he was good as well. I wouldn't say Den- it was anything Den-Coles. special though. Yeah, again, nothing like outstanding. Like good players, but um, Luke Jacobson. Yeah. Mm, don't know. I think I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I think Tuivasa. Or two of Pilotti, yeah. Let's go two of Pilotti because I think he was actually insane. Or um, offer to Ungafasi the prop for the Blues. <laughs> we he can't say map. prop, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, it's like that. Right, um, to Pilotti, he was the Blues captain, right? Yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. So, he was sick too. Fair. With the, he, he had mad. the pink hair at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. He was really yeah. good. Okay, yeah, two cool. Of so Tua Pelotu was the best forward, Mwanga yeah. is the best back, and then best breakthrough player. So this could be a forward or back. Will Jordan, a million percent. One Jill million, Warden. Million, one million, really? billion percent. Yeah, mate. He was so good. He was unreal. Him, Jill him. Warden. To be fair, there's so many good say? breakthrough players. Him, Caleb Clark, Hoskins, Satutu. Um... 
yeah, they're they're the main guys definitely. I guess yeah, Jordy Jordy's not really a breakthrough player, but I guess yeah. he did he did play really well for what he's like. I guess he was kind of Bodhi Sharad for, and now he's literally like just. As... Mate, what about mate? You're missing out, um, Otero Black. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. <laughs> Hey, if, Ed, was if Ed was here, he'd be unhappy about that. Do they, do they, do they love him? Ed loves the Tory Black. Do you remember in, in one of the first episodes we did um, <laughs> on Super Rugby? Ed was like, oh, Tory Black, definitely up the plan, the plan around. Like, so oh, gassed yeah. about Tory Black. Yeah, so gassed. Um, I don't know. Nah. Like, I think he just, he, he was, he did really, really well. Yeah, he did well. Um, yeah, he was decent. Nothing special. Jill Warden, unbelievable. Oh, if he doesn't make Jordan. if he doesn't make the All Blacks squad, at least I'll be pissed. But he was right. he literally he was dangerous. He scored scored a lot of tries, got a lot of running meters. To be fair, he was at fifteen, so obviously get a bit more running meters there. But, but... the thing is, was Jill is I don't know if I'd call it a breakthrough. Because like even before you guys you guys gassed him up so I mean like, like I said I didn't watch much Super Rugby but I know you nah, guys gassed he, him up loads even before Super Rugby us at all. Nah, that's only because um, I only I only really knew <laughs> it's him only because you guys are so gassed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he wasn't like a big name. He was not a big name. I don't think he like he he only started he only started starting for the Crusaders this season. Like he was a he was a player yeah. off the bench before, so I think that definitely would you could say breakthrough. Uh, and yeah, he's mad. Sure, just love that guy. Just absolutely love that guy. Nah, and Hoskins, Hoskins as well. I'm, yeah, I feel I bad Jill for Warden. not having Hoskins in there somewhere. I would, I would, I would potentially say to put him out. I was gonna, I was gonna gun for him as breakthrough player because yeah, there's been good. so much gas around him. Like if you if you compare the gas around around him to Jill Warden. There's been a lot yeah, more around true. Hoskins. Like I think he's more of like a purebred breakthrough because like before he was basically a no name before Super Rugby Atura. He I think he only just signed a pro a contract with the senior squad this season. Really? Whereas Jill Warden wow. was had I think yeah, I think he only just signed I think he just got promoted from the Academy this season. Mm-hmm. Well, Which is a good point. Let's stay with Mwanga to Pilotu and Jill Warden, or some people call him Will Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, nah. I don't know. Hoskins is good as well. I like. Let's just put both then. They're the honorable two, honorable two, mention, but, Hoskins. On, yeah. <laughs> or no, just they're, they're both joint joint breakthrough players, Hoskins yeah. and. Well, should we say Jill b- breakthrough back and breakthrough forward? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Make it easy for yeah. ourselves. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. All right. So funny, funny how we put the what's it called the both the forwards as blues, both the backs the Crusaders. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't even realize the that. two best teams. So fair. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else to discuss on Super Rugby, or am I ready to gas our Premiership? <laughs> are, are you going to watch the Super Rugby again? Do you reckon? Oh, good question. I think I'll watch if okay. This is a big if. If it turns into a New Zealand tournament, then yeah. I'll watch. I'll try and watch as much of it as I can. If it stays in its format it's been in, then I will watch from the playoffs onwards. Slash like yeah. big games if they're like a massive deciding games. The New Zealand games. But like, if it's just <laughs> basically watch New Zealand games. But if it's like, um, if it changes to just like Super Rugby Otter permanently, I'll definitely watch it like as much yeah, as I can. 
if I can be bothered. Yeah, who, who did you actually support, who did you actually support in the end? I didn't really, to be honest. So like I I don't know because I used to be a I say Crusaders fan. If you bought a shirt, <laughs> yeah, the Crusaders shirt. <laughs> like I was just a bit gassed. But I don't know. I think this like this Super Rugby Arturo is maybe a bit less like sure as to who I support. I feel like I should just pick one team and stick with it. Like I enjoyed watching the Blues. Um, when they were, when they were winning, <laughs> yeah, the, I think the Blues are a good team because they got they're always fun to watch. Always got they got down players. Yeah, they got some flair players. Yeah, but they're not just massive sweats like Crusaders. Crusaders, Crusaders are like the Exeter of Super. Mate, they're like Exeter. They're boring, right? No, they're not. That's they're not boring. Exeter are boring. Yeah. Crusaders oh. are interesting. Exeter are actually boring. Yeah. <laughs> that video. Yeah. Exeter are boring. 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 <laughs> so for everyone yeah. listening, basically, um, if you if you go on Reddit Rugby Union page, we posted our our last video, which was we ranked all the um rugby clubs in the world essentially. Um, the top like thirty or something, wasn't it? And yeah, in the yeah. video, I think it was me who said, "Who said, oh, Exeter is so boring." And essentially, this is how obsessed Exeter fans are that they're not boring. Is they essentially made a YouTube video which showed all the quote unquote like exciting tries they've ever scored. <laughs> at, the begin- <laughs> at the beginning of the video, they they play over like a chant of like people literally go to Sandy Park and chant boring, boring <laughs> at at cheese because they're so boring. Um, anyway, I think that leads well leads on to sort of um, talking a the bit prem. about prem. How did you? Because you haven't watched much Prem, right? I've watched a bit. I like to fair. I, I, I think it's a guess. I watched, watched a bit. I used to watch a bit of highlights. Like I followed Bar, followed um, yeah, any good games. I watched. I watched a decent games like on the highlights, pretty much. But yeah. I didn't really watch um, any proper. Ga- I didn't properly follow it or properly follow a team. I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, but nah, I thought Bristol. To fair, I've actually been to a fair few games. I've went been mm. to obviously a few games with Bar, a few a few few Worcester games. Um, I saw I saw Worcester v Bristol twice, just because obviously yeah. Bristol's not far from Cardiff. Um, but yeah, Bristol Saris game really enjoyed that. That mm-hmm. was actually such a good game. I was getting gas. Second half was mad. That was so yeah. fun. Well, that's not even a high scoring game, but it was just sick. Um, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, X game was alright. Like, mm. I think it. I think it really is like if you know the players, it just makes such a big difference, especially because then you could get gas up. But like, I think yeah, Saris were really fun to watch. To be fair, like I think because you've gassed up like quite a few of their younger players as well. I think they were playing. Mm. I think Don Morris and um, Ratimi. Is it Segan? Ratimi Shegan. I think yeah, Shegan. I think it's Shegan. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were saying. That's what they were saying on the commentary. Um, mm. He was, he was dank. He actually went to um. I actually looked him up. He did uh, like chemistry or something at Loughborough. Really? Oh no, I did know that actually. Because yeah, of course I stalked his Instagram and saw him <laughs> in like uh, Loughborough kit, um, which was quite. No, I really actually rate him. I th- I think he's like he'll be a really good up and coming player. Um, yeah, he was good. He reminds me a little bit the way he plays. He reminds me of like Christian Wade. Um, yeah, yeah. Like he's super evasive. And like absolutely rapid, um, and also like he's quite he's quite small as well. But no, I really rate him. No, I was I was thinking though, like obviously, like for those of you who listen like regularly, 
you'd know that I gas out the Premiership <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> and for those of you who watched this weekend of Premiership, obviously it was, uh, I, I think it's fair to say it was a, quite scrappy in most games. Um, yeah, I think I, I think know. it had the same problem with the penalties that they had in Super Rugby, where it's just, mm. I, think, I, think, I think it was like 30 penalties in the Quinn's sale game. Yeah, that's um, right. I didn't yeah. watch. I didn't watch that game. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. It was, you know what? It it was the exact same vibe we had when we were watching that first game of Super Rugby Atura, and yeah. I I can't remember exactly who it was in in that first game, but I remember watching it and just getting super frustrated, like with the amount yeah, of penalties that they were giving. Highlanders that game. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of just ruined the game, and I I think that was similar in the Quinns v Sale game. Everyone was sort of expecting a a big show and <laughs> Manu yeah, to, to just yeah. smash it up and sail to destroy it. But um, Quinn's played a really good game, actually. Yeah. I, uh, I they managed Marcus it. Played well. Yeah, he was really... like it, he. Like, it was a side to Marcus Smith that I hadn't really seen before. Because, like, I don't know. Like, for example, when we speak to Ed, Ed's obviously a massive Quinn's fan. When I speak to him about Marcus Smith, he will, like, say, oh, yeah, like, really, like, sick flair... Like he's really good at stepping, like he does all this stuff. But it's the first time I'd I'd really seen him play and thought, wow, he's actually like managing the game really, really well. Like the conditions were a bit shit and like the way he kicked was really, really intelligent and like he he played it really intelligently, I thought. Um which wasn't obviously it wasn't a side I really sorted to him. Um and also yeah. he he managed it quite well. Obviously like they were against what Rob Dupree, um what's his name, the inside centre. I remember I used no, to play for Exeter. I can't remember his name. And then Manu as well, 13. And they just completely immobilised him. I don't think Manu actually got the ball. Um, you know what, though, I picked out in that game was... So it was actually, like... One thing I pick out from that game in particular is Chris Ashton, right? Like, he fucked yeah, up on one occasion. Mate, he was... He, people say he's defensively bad, right? But, mate, he's... I think he's sick in defence. Because, essentially, what he does, especially against someone like Manu, you have to have... you have, Your wingers have to be on it because like if you let Manu take the ball and try and take the the 13 on the outside then and he beats them then you're basically fucked so essentially what Chris <laughs> Ashton does which is what I saw him do so much at Sarri's and like it saves Sarri's so many tries it's essentially like before without giving Manu space or whichever 13 it is as soon as it gets to them if they're remotely deep basically the wing will just fly up and smash the 13 before he can actually move. And it happened so many times and Manu was just caught behind the gain line. He couldn't do anything, couldn't get ahead off of speed. Um, yeah, I heard, heard he, 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 didn't, he only made like 16 metres or something, I think. Yeah, yeah, mate. And that's why, because like the, the, the Quinn's wingers, especially Chris Ashton, were like flying up and actually hitting him. And so was so was the, the Quinn's back, like the 13... That's why I can't exactly. Oh, it was um, it was Joe Marchant, um, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah he, he had a, he had a really good well attacking. He wasn't brilliant, like he he didn't do a lot. But I mean, I think you can judge by the fact that he completely immobilized Tuolangi, <laughs> and Tuolangi did nothing. I th- I think you could judge him to have a good game. Do you think his timing at Blues would have made a difference for him there? Because obviously, playing I think when you're playing New Zealand, there's just so much. It seems a lot more like aggressive, a lot bigger players. Like, do you think that would have had an impact? Like, he's like not like mm. scared to make the big, take the big guys. Yeah, maybe. Like to I, I think I think the effect on him would more. Be, I mean, this is me freely speculating, but I, I think <laughs> the effect on him would more be like the players that he played with, right? 
So like when yeah. he when he plays at Quinns, he he plays with okay, like in that back line, you've got who who are like actually top class internationals, really experienced. You've got basically Mike Brown and Chris Ashton, who are like pro- and and their their new nine from Argentina, who's got like eighty caps. Oh, Landajo. Yeah, yeah. Landajo, who actually played really well. Yeah, he's good. He's um, good. Yeah. I used to watch him at the Jaguars. Yeah, he he played really really well. But then, if you look at when he was at the Blues, who was he, mate, who was he playing with? Like Bowden Barrett, Rico Iwani. It's it's kind of, and he's also <laughs> playing the same position as Rico Iwani, who yeah. like can teach him loads of shit as well. So I don't know, mate. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be quality. Um, like in this in the next sort England? of. Maybe, maybe I I I think like it depends because like leading on from that, okay, I'd say. Like who who actually did have a really really good game, despite losing was uh, George Ford. Um, yeah, for Leicester. He was sick. He was so sick. Um, he was, he I was, watched that game. He was so good. Yeah, and and Youngs as well. Ben Youngs was actually really impressive. And mm. I like I don't know. I I feel like in terms of England, he, he's going to struggle to get in unless there's injuries because like George Ford is like to me. Especially after the World Cup, he's a massive shoe in, like to be ten. Like he, he's, yeah. I, on, I honestly think he's quality. Going into the World Cup, I thought he was shit, and now like I can actually see he is good. Owen Farrell obviously is showing at twelve, and you've got Manu who's like a shoe in at thirteen. So I kind of think the doors are shut really, unless there's some kind of in, unless Manu gets injured, which is <laughs> to be fair, is highly likely. But then you've got Slady to come straight in, yeah. who also and played Slady really well actually. This, this yeah, yesterday he was mad. Um, so many good players to be fair for England. It's looking quite promising. It's good to see they've got a lot of young players and like all like players playing well. Players playing well who hopefully can play well for England. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, but yeah, the Quinns game was quite low scoring. Only sixteen ten to Quinns. Was was that mostly kicking or were they only tries or? Uh, I can't actually remember exactly. So many games, but um, it, it was it was pretty bad conditions, and I think. Oh yeah, that was the other thing I wanted to bring up about that uh, that that Quinn's um, is it, well Quinn's v Sale game, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It's just I think like Quinn's, um, and this is also the same with Extra as well, despite them winning. But like because of the new breakdown rules, like the the mobile back rows are at so much more of an advantage because you can actually like try and win ball, and and Quinn's mm. as much as okay, you wouldn't necessarily think. Like okay, Chris Robshaw, he's like a he's not like you wouldn't think. Oh yeah, he's sick over the ball, but he actually played really really well. Um, and he he stole a lot of ball from Sale, and even that's even against Tom Curry. Um, oh really? Who, yeah. Yeah. Tom Curry was the thing is Tom Curry was good. He he played a really good game and and he won a lot of penalties. Um, but the issue with Tom Curry was that he he tried way too much to steal the ball. And he was mm. really, really keen. So he basically gave away quite a lot of penalties, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Where normally, like, you'd go in for a ruck. Like, you see, especially England team, English teams, this is what I see is far different from Super Rugby, is that the English teams challenge at so many more rucks. Like, yeah. they'll literally, like, get in, they'll get into the rucks and slow down ball, which is why I know you guys say, oh, it's boring, it's boring. But, like, to me, it's like, okay, look, what they're doing is, like, the English teams compete as so many more rucks, so the ball's going to be slower. So you don't have, like, that chance to quickly recycle and and, f- and fling it wide or, like, p- play quick ball. Yeah. 
because they challenge far more. Yeah, but this is why my prediction is I'm actually predicting that it's going to change a lot in English rugby because where in the past it's been really, really like well, not really. I say really, really slow, but like if you've got front football, it's still going to be quick, but it's been slower than you might expect it to be. I think now moving forward because of the new breakdown rules you're going to see a lot faster ball and you're not going to see opposing teams deliberately trying to slow down ball, which is what Tom Curry tried. To, he, he tried to do it so much, mate, and he was, he was getting penalised, like, all the time. Um, and and so was a lot of the sail back row. I know you mentioned it's like 30 penalties in that game, which is insane. Um, but I, I think it's going to speed up. And I, I, I'm, like, confident that the new breakdown rules are, are going to really improve it. And I think, to be fair, from watching Super Rugby Elsa I think they did improve it overall, but it just takes a week or two for people to get into it. Yeah, it definitely takes people to get used to it. And um, it's a really interesting, uh, like, yeah, a really interesting movement for rugby forward. Um, and, yeah, hopefully it makes it a bit more fast, more entertaining. That's what we want. But um, yeah. I think, I can't remember who was saying this. I think it was, I think it was literally Wayne Barn on the Exeter game saying he was he was talking about how he just wants to see interesting like fast quick rugby um so he, i think he was hoping yeah he was saying he hopes that the these new rules will help with that mm. but um just shall we quickly go over the games we didn't really watch so obviously Worcester versus Gloucester yeah Gloucester i watched i caught some of that uh, uh, 44 14 to Gloucester Zamet scored in that so that gets his tally up another one i think I don't know. Do you, do you reckon he's gonna? Because he didn't start that game. Johnny May started, no. but obviously he, he came off for a head injury. So do you think Zamet's still in the in the run for the top try scorer? Uh, what do you know the stats for who's at the top? Uh, I think it's Zamet, uh, Bernal, maybe. Well, yeah, it's Bernal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, I think he's up there. I mean, did you see? Um, did you see the red card? What did you? Milani Nanai. Yeah. No, it, it no. was on. Do you know it was on Johnny May? Yeah, yeah, it was on Johnny May. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I watched. That's I watched how, yeah, the red card back. It was pretty horrific. To be fair, literally. Yeah, just like Milani no Nanai used to play shoulder. for the Blues. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He was pretty good for the Blues. He, they, he signed for Worcester, but he, I don't think he's played much for them. But yeah, oh really? Yeah. Well, I think. Man, yeah. I, I think Gloucester. They're, they're a really strong side. Like if you if you look at their their whole team. You know, he was a real standout for them was um, Jake Pelledri. Um, yeah, he's the Italian he back row. Um, mate, he got 86 metres, which is like Jeez. a back row, which is insane. 18 carries, which is, yeah, Mental. mate, that's insane. Um, he's, an, he's an absolute animal. And considering he was up against, he was like in that, that, that Worcester back row, to be fair, is really, really strong. Um, I mean, they've got Ted Hill, Sam Lewis, who I don't know so well, and then they've got Matt Kavesic as well, who's right. also a beast. Um, but yeah, no, he was he was really really impressive. Um, and then if you look at their backline, to be fair, like they've got some really big names: um, like Joe Simpson, Danny Cipriani, Johnny May, Ollie Thorley. Um, yeah, they're building Billy a really Twelve good Trees, now. Jason Woodward. Um, yeah, yeah, no, pretty, and then they've got Zam as well, who was on the bench. Yeah, um, that, so yeah, Zam I definitely is, yeah, I think it's one for the future. If he keeps scoring, like, can't really, like, take him, can't really, what's it called, can't yeah. really fault him for that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, well, I'm excited for next week on that. 
Yeah. Yeah. See how I was just going to say because Gloucester are playing Bristol next week. Oh, um, are they? Yeah, in a That'd bit of a West one. West Country derby um, mm. at King's Home in in Gloucester, which will be a sick game. That's on Friday at seven forty. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Catch coverage here on Much Do About Rugby Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe nah. we'll do like yeah, live commentary, live reactions. One of those video. things. Yeah. 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 Whoa. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah you were gonna say? Uh, uh, yeah, I was just saying uh, the other games we got: Exeter, Leicester. Bit of boring game, I thought. Leicester to mate. Leicester, like considering their lineup, I think they were pretty impressive. Um, yeah, like you'd normally expect. Exeter to put on a lot more points than that. Um, I mean, yeah, they're just... They put on the pressure in the first half, 100%. I think they just let it go towards the end. Yeah. And it just extra being massive sweats, boring sweats, just... I mean, mate, to be honest, you know what I think the real... Like, the thing is, is, like, their... Um, their Leicester's back row, especially, is just so weak. Like, Harry Wells, Tommy Rafael, and... Jordan Telfua is just so weak compared to like they like Exeter have Jack Willis, Tom Tom Young, Sam Simmons who was sick in my opinion. That guy's a machine. Brad Shields, um, like Yanis Kirsten, like there's so many people, mate. It's, it's stupid. Don Armand, um, yeah, and like Leicester, they just don't they just don't have the squad. It's like it's a shame because they've got some real standout players. Um, like what Ellis Genge, like yeah, they have got yeah, really some really good players. Fordy, obviously Ben Young, but yeah, no, mm. uh, because it's good. Anyway, Bath thirty-four seventeen to London Irish people walk over. Rosie Ros- didn't score. So. Rosie man of the match. Yeah, Rosie man of the match, even though he didn't <laughs> score. JJ scored a pretty good try in the corner. I saw that. Yeah, it was a pretty good finish. Other than that, just like a standard game, really. Um, but now, I think we should talk about the most interesting game of the weekend. Bristol Wait, can I just Darry. say one thing on that? One yeah, one thing on the Bath game. Firstly, yeah, yeah. Ros- Rosie McConaughey made the most metres out of anyone on the pitch. Did um, he? Yeah, he actually <laughs> did. <laughs> um, Wait, how many so metres he made? He made 28 metres out of three carries. That's insane. Yeah. Actually, Why is he not sick. in the England squad? <laughs> he should be in the England squad, mate. But no, can we just quickly speak about Ben Spencer? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I've got Ben. Cause, so he was man of the match and like he scored, a, I think it was an interception trial, right? Uh, I can't remember. I think he, I remember he did some kicking or something. He did some kicks, maybe. Involved yeah, in yeah. I watched it, but I can't remember. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he scored an interception try and... Apparently he was really, really good, which I find it like. So obviously I've I've been a Sarah's fan for a long time, and it's weird. Like you guys take the piss out of me, but also in a number of Sarah supporter chats, and like I've watched like over the last like three or four years in the big games, I I don't necessarily think he turns up. But I, I th- I'm really excited for him, like, at Bath, because he's actually, like, got that number one spot, like, pretty much nailed down. Like, there's Will Chudley, but he's way better than him. So, I don't know. He's obviously only obviously only had one game, but I really actually hope that he builds in it properly. Promising, because, yeah. Yeah, because, like, so Saris have had what, um, well, like, Neil DeCock and Richard Wigglesworth, who have kind of, like, 
like you say boring nines but they're just like super solid ben spencer's a lot more like flair he's absolutely rapid um potential england nine in the future i mean he's already got caps but potential england yeah, nine, could, but could work his way mate, i honestly think that bar team is actually dangerous mate i know we spoke about it on the pod with rossi about how like that's a for those of you listening, we, we did a podcast with Roy McConaughey who got the most meters in this match. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he was saying to us how like Bath, like their thoughts about it are, look, we, we have one of the best squads out of anyone in the Prem. So they're just a bit confused, not confused, but they know that they're underperforming in the way that they're doing, which I found so interesting. And like to be fair, their squad on the weekend completely backs that up. Because their team is insanely good. Like, yeah, yeah, looks through their it. backs are mad. Mate, their backs, their their um, loose forwards, Zach Mercer, Sam Underhill, Tolupe Falatau. Oh yeah, mate, that's unreal. And then their backs, it's sick. Like Ben Spencer, Reese Riesland, Rosy, come on, Matavesi, JJ, Samisa Rokadaguni, and Anthony Watson. Like, you can't re- can't get that much better than that. Surely, yeah, surely very, they're going to do well. Strong. But then again, you'd expect them to beat London Irish by more than seventeen points. Like that's a that's a fairly poor performance. Yeah, but then um, again, they just put maybe it's a defensive thing in that point because they obviously scored a lot of tries and scored a goal a lot of points. But mm. maybe the defense is where they're laying them down. I think their back. I think their backs defensively are fairly weak, um, and also I think their other issue is. That they don't pack that much weight in their in their in their loose forwards, like so like Sam Underhill, he's not a massive ball carrier. Zach Mercer, he's a ball carrier, but he's not a massive ball carrier. Like he's not a bulky guy; he's just more deceptive. And Falatao, like, yeah, he can carry, but you'd you'd want there to be some big carriers in the team with Falatao because it's not. I wouldn't say it's his number one strength is carrying. Um, yeah. I don't know though. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, anyway. definitely, definitely a team to look out for. Um, and obviously, we hope Rossi does dank because uh, <laughs> sure he'll be the best player. In the I think he'll keep his spot, world. considering he was man of the match. Well, no, he wasn't. <laughs> man of the match. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> no, yeah, Rossi is good. Hopefully, he can wiggle his way back into the England squad. Um, what was the other game that you wanted to chat about? Bristol Saris. Bristol Saris. That was a dank, dank game. Yeah. Bristol come out with the win. 16 points to 12 in Saris. Not that high scoring. So on paper, it doesn't sound that interesting. But it was mad. Literally, it was mad. Um, obviously, you got Bristol with their big name signings um, Sinclair, uh, Semi Rodrigo. Don't know how to say his name still. <laughs> Um, Benno, he was sick. Benno was Benno mm-hmm. nearly scored literally the minute it came on. Um, and yeah, I don't know how uh, he's Charles... not starting that guy's. He's he. I think he's one of the best players in the prem. But I think it was just because uh, it was his debut, and um, mm. obviously you can't really be like, oh, I have all their players who've obviously been playing well since Bristol were like third or something, and then just make a signing yeah. and just like drop them. I don't think you can really just do them because obviously they've been performing. Yeah, I guess. But he, I think he'll 100% get into the starting line up soon. He was he was really, really good. Yeah. So um, what, what 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 do you think went wrong for Saris? I mean, I, I like, I don't know. What what would you say was were their weak points? Um, and why the did they not half, win the game? 
in the first half, they were unreal in defence. Like, they, Rodrigo could not get the ball. Like, every, like, they literally beat up stupidly quick. I think it was like Don Morris and. Do you know who this Spanish guy Sosina is? Or yeah, he's a bit of a, he's he's a quite an old player. He, um, he, yeah, he's like thirty two though. He's just come in basically for the championship to just strengthen the squad. But yeah, he's new. He um he moved from Edinburgh. Um, oh, nice. But he's yeah Argentinian. Um, how how was he? Not not great. He was okay, but Don Morris is he thirteen? Yeah, he's really young as well. Yeah. He was sick. He was really good. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, yeah, uh, Rotimi Shegun, as we mentioned earlier, he was really good on the wing. He put a lot of pressure off, like, on the, under the high ball. Mm. Um, he was really good. Uh, Wigglesworth, he was good. Um, but then I think I was called Alad Davies. Alad Davies, I, I read, was pretty bad when he came yeah, on. Yeah, he came on, didn't do that well. Um but yeah, then obviously you've got Itoad, Mako, Billy. They literally like. Which all is doing why dang. Mate, I'm surprised that 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 we didn't win, because like if you look at our, like I I think uh, the only place in the pack were really like the front five of the pack. I mean, Callum Hunter Hill's a bit brass, but other than him, four out of five are World Cup finalists. So mm. like. And if you compare it to Bristol's, I mean, you should be dominating that area. Apparently, I don't know, uh, I didn't actually get to catch the game because I was out, but apparently some of the refereeing decisions on scrummages in particular were slightly questionable. Yeah, the ref was really annoying, to be fair. He, like, he just blew up like everything. I mean, it was just a bit boring. Like, yeah, it was just a bit of a day. Obviously, there were two yellow cards towards the end, which I think definitely helped with Bristol winning because I think the last try that the, or the try that uh, was called Bristol scored was a penalty try. I think it was Mako just came in from the side of the ruck mm-hmm. um, and pushed them into touch, and so yeah, it was because of that. But Very obviously, annoying. yeah, it was a bit annoying, and then. You get Sarri should have won off a driving ball on the last play, but they messed it up. But then yeah. you get, um, obviously, it was quite a kicking game. I think Callum Sheedy, I think his name is, the uh, 10 for Bristol. Yeah. He Callum had a good Sheedy. game. Yeah, he had a good game. I didn't actually realise, but he's actually did, he's only just behind Marcus Smith on um, points for the oh, season. Really? Well, mate, Harry, Harry, you know who I, I mean, like I said, I didn't catch the game, but someone that was on my radar for nine was Harry Randall. And I see from stats, he, he actually kicked 13 times, um, as in from hand, whereas um, Callum Sheedy only quick, click, uh, kicked twice. So how was how was Harry Randall in general? Yeah, Harry Randall is good. He's, he's, he's just solid. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's I don't really small, know. isn't I don't, he? Yeah, he's a small guy, but he, he did decent, obviously, like, did a lot of decent kicks. Mm. Um Charles Piertau played all right. I think it was the um, Ciale Piertau. Ciale Piertau at 12, yeah. Yeah, he was good as well. He was really good. Um, mm. I think he got man the match. Oh, did he? But yeah, yeah, he got man the match for that game. He was solid. Interesting, interesting. Well, I'm, but yeah, I'm, I think... The thing is with Saris is like, it, I think if... And it's really easy to say this, but like you miss out on those those big leading players in games like that that are so close. Like, if you had your 
Like I genuinely think three players could have made like the entire difference in that game. If Sarri's literally just had Farrell at ten, like literally just having someone like that at ten. It's not that Alex Good isn't good, but honestly, he's he's not a ten. And like watching him play fifteen, he's like he's insanely good at fifteen. Um, and then Brad Barrett would have been awesome as well. I think I think he's still available. Um, so he's leaving. He's retiring, I think, or leaving for the Stormers, maybe. Um, don't quote me on that. But he, um, I think he just wasn't selected. Um, I think Sarri's arresting quite a few players for the Champions Cup tie with Leinster. Um, and also, obviously, Elliot Daly. Elliot Daly as well. Um, and they had Sean Maitland playing out of position at 15. Um, who's obviously, he's normally plays on wing. He doesn't play 15. Um, but yeah, no, I think those three players, honestly, and those, <laughs> yeah, Sarri's fan, easy to say, but like in games like that, when there's four points difference, you like, and you've got like someone like Owen Farrell on your team or someone like Elliot Daly to kick, kick from 50 for 55 meters, <laughs> the 60 yeah, meters. Yeah, Daly would have made such difference. Yeah, it just kicking. like changes the game. Um, anyway, as a Sarri's fan, I don't, I don't care that much really care <laughs> I think the difference was just somebody just switched at half time like Bristol Vaughan all these big name big name signing players uh, mm. Sinclair what's called Benno Pearl, yeah. all, all that sort Harry and Thacker that just made, yeah Harry Thacker was sick he was sick mate he is actually. sick yeah he was sick in the game he's really good rapid um, that was a really good signing for um, Bristol but yeah, I think just the pressure just lifted off a bit um, from Sarri's. Like they were charging down every kick in the first half. They were putting, they like making Bristol knock on the ball. Like they weren't even able to get it out to uh, Rodrigo at thirteen. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know. Maybe they just needed those big name players just like tie the string, just like Farrell, uh, Daly, just like make. Like finish the game off pretty much see it out. They didn't have those players to see it out. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, but yeah, it's good for Bristol because um I don't know if that puts them up to upper position or if it just makes them. I think uh, that just solidifies them. Yeah, um, it, it gets them a bit closer to sale. A sale second. Yeah, I can't actually remember. I'd have to look. Yeah. Anyway, the final game, the final game that I want to chat to you about is the actually the game today. So that yeah. was, um, although, wait, is it finished? Yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, finished, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Wasps v Northampton, and Wasps actually won that game. Um, which yeah, what did you make of that? I, I I didn't watch the game, but I'm massively surprised. Um, oh, Wasps, I, I don't really watch, follow Wasps or Northampton much. So. Mate, Northampton's team is sick. They got might, fur bags. So they've got. I'll, I'll run you through their good players or their big players. So they got Paul Hill, prop. He's really good. Courtney Laws, Lewis Ludlam, Tamara Harrison, Alex Mitchell at nine, who's deemed to be the next England nine. Um, Dan Bigger, um, Piers Francis, Fraser Dingwall, um, and then they had Harry Malinder, George Furbank, uh, Takelu Nyavoro as well. Um, on the bench, they've got Owen. They've got Owen Franks, mate. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. Matt, Matt Proctor. Like their team's sick. To be fair, I think Wasps. I just, I just don't read them that much. They got so they have Tommy Taylor, Joe Launchbury, Thomas Young, Brad Shields, Dan Robson, Jimmy Gopeth, who's a bit of a stalwart. 
um, Josh Bassett, and then they've got Fekatoa. Mm. Um, and they've got also got Lima Sopawanga, but he was on the bench. He came um, on and kicked quite a bit, I think. Oh, did he? Well, mate, yeah, he stayed, He was on the bench versus Jacob. Jacob Ubras was starting. Yeah. <laughs> we slagged him off so much in our first episode. Jacob Ubras, how do you even get into the what's called England squad? Done yeah, that? I don't know. Well, he's starting ahead of ahead of Lima Sopawanga, so he must be doing something right, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't and know. I think I don't. I think I think Lima came on for someone else though. Uh, I'm not Jimmy sure Goffers probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, um, I think it came on for him probably. Interesting, though. I, I would, I would have expected Northampton to win that game. Um, they've been a lot better recently, in my opinion. Um, yeah, no. The uh, Wasp team is looks decent. Like, it's decent. It's not bad at all. The Wasp team, but obviously, the Northampton team is definitely sick. Pretty sick. Um, yeah, I mean, you never know what's going to happen, right, in that stage. But I'm I'm particularly interested in Northampton because, so in I think it's 20th of September, they've got their tie, their Champions Cup quarter final against Chiefs, Exeter Chiefs, that is, um, at Sandy Park, which will be a sick game, I'm sure. But I don't know. I'd ri- I'd <laughs> being a Sarri fan, not being the best, the greatest fan of the Chiefs. I would love for them to find some form before that, um, so they can hopefully knock out the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that definitely would be an interesting get get Chiefs out, boring old Chiefs out of the Champions Cup. Yeah, yeah. in a bit, it'd be interesting to watch. Like it's it's always nice when the Spanners throw in the works, um, got a bit mm. of a, like a, a rogue win here and there. But I guess yeah, that's yeah, sure. it happens sure. happen in the Premiership. Yeah, teams are going to be rusty, um, and yeah. There's some teams are going to perform better, but I think yeah, as we were saying, it's going to take a few weeks for them to get uh get hang of the um the breakdown rules and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, I'm definitely got. I think thanks to Ed giving us his BT Sport, I'm going to watch yeah. every now. I actually probably <laughs> okay, are. So. mate. Let's talk about next week then. Standout games. So we've got the standout games. In my opinion, we've got Sale Exeter at Sale. Yeah, which will be awesome. We have Gloucester Bristol. That'll be a banger. Which will be sick. And then the third standout game, of course, the classic London rivalry, is Sarri's Quins at, is Alli- it? at oh. Allianz Park. Um, nice. Which will be cool. So watch out for those ones. The best one out of those. I actually am probably most excited for the Gloucester Bristol game. Mm, same. Um, both really interesting teams to watch. Yeah, Definitely. and both people deemed to be up and coming i know ed didn't ed say he thinks gloucester are going to win the prem next season yeah and didn't you say bristol nah yeah i know th- you I think said bristol, bristol right did i where did we even talk about this i don't you know this in a previous pod you said bristol and ed said gloucester so you had to be sorting bristol in that game yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah i like bristol they're, they're fairly fairly close to cardiff so yeah of soon, course yeah. i like the players I like the team I like yeah. how they're like getting loads of dank play. I want to see Rodrigo actually cause some damage. Did you, I don't. You, did you watch the Saris game? No, you didn't. No, oh, I he, didn't. he did. He did. He did a. Um, <laughs> it's actually quite dangerous. He literally like. I think it was. I'm um, sure Maitland was under high ball, mm. and what's cool, Rodrigo just went full pelt into him like from literally, and you could literally see him just really? running and perfectly timed it. And the, the commentators like, oh. 
So what was your, okay, just to finish, I realise we've been talking a while. What is your overall highlight of the weekend's rugby? Uh, 100% the Sarries-Bristol game. So yeah, it, was, it was a really good game, really close. Any particular moment? Uh, I think definitely, just, yeah, getting to see like Benno, um, Benno and Carl Sinclair play, especially Benno play against his old team. And uh, mm. uh, yeah, I just think seeing yeah them just do well, yeah. beat Sarries, which is obviously like, a bit of a, like a, a rogue win. Like, not that yeah. expected. I think, yeah, that was a really good... Um, yeah, really got into that game. Wait, did you see the um? <laughs> did you see the picture of Ben Earl? Like, I think he just won a penalty and he was on his knees laughing. And he was like surrounded <laughs> by Sarri's players, and they were just like pushing him around or like <laughs> something. Um, it's quite Mate, funny with Bell though because he's only on a loan, which is why it must yeah, be yeah. so weird with him playing Sarri's because he knows he's going to be back and like, he clearly really likes the club. So I mean, if I were him, I'd have loved it. I anyway, mean, my highlight, my my highlight of the weekend. Has to be Luke Howe and Dickie's Chunder try. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for those everywhere. for those who didn't see it, Luke Howe and Dickie essentially after he scored, he got. Uh, I think he. I think it was him who scored. It might not have been him. But yeah, yeah, it was him. Yeah. It was him. In his celebrations, he chundered on oppor- opposition players. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he did on purpose. <laughs> Mate, it is gross. Did you watch the video? Yeah, I watched, yeah. I think he just got really excited. Absolutely hilarious. But anyway, yeah, that was my um, highlight of the weekend. Yeah, very nice. Luke Countdown, Danky, throwing up everywhere. But um, yeah, I think that about wraps up this episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed this one without Tedder. Maybe we'll just get rid of him, to be honest. Seems like we've had quite a fun time with Alan, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Rip Tedder, if he actually listens to this. Rip. Yeah, Ed, you better be listening to this, mate. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you're fired. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but yeah, this about wraps it up. Um, check out our Instagram, our, where else we have Facebook page. Mm-hmm. youtube we do some youtube videos um yeah just follow us on instagram pretty much but that's where you find out when we're getting our new episode out um yeah and yeah see you in the next episode Rugby.